It's not going to be a lot of Bible teaching in heaven, but it's going to be a whole heck of a lot of worship. We should practice more often. Nevertheless, Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah 6, 1 through 8. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted. The train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet. With two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, here I am. Send me. Mark chapter 13, verse 32. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house. He puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn, For when he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Father, we ask you now in this moment, this hour, to continue to minister to us by the power of your presence, your Holy Spirit. Release in us an ability to hear your word to receive it from you, that it might transform our lives. And we praise you and bless you in the wonderful, powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, here's the third installment, part three of now what is a series, 2020 Vision. I was thinking there might be 52 of them. But you're probably thinking, okay, that's enough. That's enough. And maybe you're right. 
after all, we are now officially 47, 365ths of the way through this, this year. So we're way past the first of the, of the January. <coughs> 47, 365ths. You figure out the math. <laughs> okay. 365 and a quarter, <laughs> technically. They say there's power in review, so let's review in part one of this. I laid before you the question, where are you? An attempt to get us to evaluate where we are, where we stand today, now, right in this moment. Quarter till eleven. Evaluating our walk with Jesus. That's the starting point for vision. And then on January 25th, I offered looking for a city, our goal, our destination, the bride of Christ, perfect in all its ways. That's our goal. So we've entered into our spiritual GPS, our beginning and end. Today I'd like to talk about the middle. Be on the alert. Be on the alert. God gives us life. I did not ask to be born. My birth, my life, my days are all a gift. Every breath is a gift. Every heartbeat. They often say about an injured athlete that they're considered day to day. Well, aren't we all? Day to day? Today is my 24,518th day on this planet. 24,518. And if you want to get your calculator out and calculate that, go ahead and try. That sounds a little different from all I'm 67 years old. 24,518. I'm 24,518 days old. Some of those 24,518 have been awesome, amazing, wonderful, treasured, unforgettable. Some have been wasted and lost. I don't want to tell anybody about some of those. Not even my wife. Most especially my wife. But most days are kind of in the middle. Just another day. Not particularly exciting. Not particularly noteworthy. Nothing particularly bad. Just kind of plain. The same. One day running into another. Another day of work. Another night of sleep. Another meal, another can of beans. I once saw a Calvin and Hobbes uh, cartoon, and it was Friday, and Calvin was getting out of school, and he'd thrown his book bag off, and he was lit up and excited about the weekend. And in the next frame, he's laying in the floor with a pillow over his head like this, and his mother comes in and says, what, what's wrong? And he said, I just realized that Monday is two days away. 
just ruined his weekend. Uh, there's a girl I work with at, oh, a girl, a young lady at work at the library in Silva, and she has a name for every day. Like, Monday is Miserable Monday. Yeah, i got to come back to work. Tuesday is Trudge Day, or Trudge Tuesday. Wednesday is Hump Day. You know, Friday is the day you're looking forward to, right? So, so she says, oh... Good morning. It's hump day. I'm going, what's wrong with what's wrong with that? You know, I'm starting to challenge her like, man, I appreciate every day. I'm starting to appreciate every day. I don't have I, I've seen more day, more sunsets go over the mountain than I will see. You know. I don't think it was ever God's plan to say, oh, this is miserable Monday. That was not God's plan. But if you're like me, it's kind of like human nature. And, and for a while now, I've been trying to focus every day on appreciating and enjoying each day as a precious gift. A gift from my Father to me. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. His mercies are new every morning. I can't live on yesterday's manna. In Mark 6.21, there's a Greek word that only occurs once in the, in the entire Bible. It's the word eucharon, which is translated opportune, convenient, timely, or strategic. And it's used in Mark to describe the day of the banquet when Herod had John the Baptist beheaded. And the scripture in one, one version, it says it was a strategic day, an opportune day. We have significant days like that, memorable days, days when we will always relive in our memories. Ask people of my generation where they were on November 22nd, 1963. And nearly all can tell you something like this. I was in the sixth grade and Mrs. Greer, the teacher, came into the classroom to tell us that the president, President Kennedy, had been shot. Or 9-11. Or other days of significance like that, that you, you know where you were and you know what was happening. And it's hard to forget those days. They stand out. My first day of going to school, which I don't remember it, but it was a significant day. The day I was born. It's a pretty important day, which I had nothing to do with. The day I was conceived. I don't remember that one either. My first day of high school. I do remember that day. Because I went into the wrong classroom, and I was in a class of all seniors, and I looked around and go, I don't, something's not right here. I was so embarrassed. My 13th birthday, I'm a teenager now. My 16th birthday, now I can get my driver's license. My 18th birthday, my 21st birthday, the day you could vote. Today you could legally 
go places. The day I accepted Jesus as my Savior, it's a day I'll never forget. The day I was baptized in the Spirit, my wedding day, the birth of my children. Some of these days I knew in advance. We planned our wedding. We knew we were going to get married November 29th. We started planning a few months earlier. Not many months earlier, but a few. But we knew when that day was coming. And we could prepare for it. Go out and get your tuxedo and all those kinds of things. For days like this, excitement builds. Or for some people, maybe panic. Or anxiety. Uh, as a father who had to pay for three weddings, I know the anxiety that can build when you have to pull this out of your wallet many times. People gather, we celebrate, we enjoy each other, we take pictures, we take videos. There are days like this. One-of-a-kind days, but not every day is like that. There are thousands of my 24,518 that just kind of blur into each other. And a few I'd rather forget. But sometimes, sometimes, other days happen. In 1948, a show aired on TV that lasted in different forms for 66 years. Until 2014. And the show began with these words. Don't be surprised. If someday. Sometime. Somewhere. Someplace when you least expect it. Someone steps up to you and says. Smile. You're on candid camera. Candid camera. Utilized a myriad of practical jokes. Now, we've heard the term practical joke, but what is a practical joke? By definition, a practical joke is one that causes the victim embarrassment, perplexity, confusion, and or discomfort. And many of us, most of us perhaps, have played a practical joke on somebody or had one played on us. We react to it in different ways. Some people don't like to be joked about or on. Uh, but usually, after our initial embarrassment, perplexity, discomfort, or confusion, most of us find a way to laugh and smile about it. And most of the people on Candid Camera found a way to do that, at least the ones they showed on TV. They didn't show the ones, I guess, that pulled a gun out and said, get away from me. You can't trust TV. Sometimes a day unfolds on us from above. Isaiah had a day like that. When he woke up that morning in the year that King Uzziah died, I don't think he had any clue that he would experience something that day that would change his life. A day when he would see the Lord face to face. He didn't expect that, I don't think. Sometime during that strategic day, he saw the Lord 
high and exalted, and he heard the proclamation of the seraphs. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The earth is full of his glory. And Isaiah's response is the response we all should have when we look in the face of God. Woe is me. I am unclean. I cannot stand before you. My sin is great. Maybe it was embarrassment, he felt. Maybe it was perplexity. Maybe it was confusion. Maybe it was discomfort. Probably all of those things. But I assure you, this was no candid camera practical joke. But thanks be to God. The mercy, the grace, the loving kindness of our God. The cross touches our lips and stamps pardon on our souls. And because of the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we can stand face to face before the God of creation and look into his holiness, gaze into his loveliness. And when we do all Things that surround become shadows in his light. And only then can we be equipped and empowered to do that which we are called to do. For you see, Isaiah did not initiate this vision. It wasn't his decision to have this encounter. God came to Isaiah. God came to Isaiah. He came to Isaiah with a mission, with a job to do, and he needed a man. It was a strategic day in Isaiah's life. Life-changing, world-changing. What about Abraham? We find him in Genesis chapter 12, living, living peacefully among his family and friends in Haran. And then one day, one day, God speaks to him. Moses. In Exodus chapter 3, he's pasturing his father-in-law's flocks in Midian. And one day, one day, he's heading up the mountainside, and he sees a bush on fire. But this bush is not being burned up. Moses could have walked on by, but his curiosity got the best of him. And as he approached, the Lord God called his name. God had a job, and he needed a man. And Moses, like Isaiah, hid his face and said, I, I can't do this. But God said, I am sending you. You. And I will empower you. I will give you everything you need to face Pharaoh and liberate Israel. How about Gideon? In Judges 6, we see Gideon, fearful of the Midianites who are surrounding the countryside. He's hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat. And one day, one day out of the blue, an angel of the Lord is sitting under the oak tree and says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. You speaking to me? Again, God came seeking a man because he had a mission. 
He had a mission. And you don't need Paul Harvey to know the rest of the story. David, just a teenager, tending sheep. David wasn't looking for fortune or fame. He's just putting in another day's work. When one day, one day he finds himself ministering to the king and another day slaying mighty Goliath. Or how about Samuel, Nehemiah, Rahab, Noah, Samson? One moment going about their daily routines. One of those thousands of days that just seem to roll into each other. And the next moment, face to face with God Almighty in a life-changing encounter. How about Mary? It's just another day, planning her wedding. Maybe she was washing her clothes or rolling her hair. And she looks around and there's the angel Gabriel standing next to her. She didn't expect that. And this young girl selected by the God of the universe is then empowered by his spirit to deliver the child who would one day deliver her and all who would believe. The disciples casting their nets, fishing, collecting taxes, laboring. One day, one day Jesus comes alongside and speaks to them and says, come and follow me. Paul, he's breathing fire and threats, looking for Christians to arrest. Until one day, one day, he falls off his horse. And all of the world has changed. So what do I do between where I am and looking for a city? Between my starting point and my destination. I am faithful to what I know. I am faithful to my God. I am faithful to walk in His truth as it's revealed to me. His ways. His righteousness. I am faithful in my marriage. I am faithful in my relationships. I am faithful to the body. I walk in holiness, grace, and love. I am true to my place, true to my calling, my job. I grow where I'm planted. Ecclesiastes 3.10 says, I have seen the task which God has given the sons of men with which to occupy themselves. And he has made everything appropriate in its time. And Paul, writing in Colossians 3.17, says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I'm not looking for some special heroic deed or call of God. I don't look around at my situation I find myself in and say, God is trying to tell me something. No, God's always trying to tell me something. Always. Because he and I live together. I live before an audience of one. That's all that matters. An audience of one. 
His will for my life is not out there somewhere. It's here now, today. I don't need one more meeting. I don't need one more sermon. I don't need one more day of prayer and fasting. Jesus says, today, today, there may not be a tomorrow. In my 2020 vision, I see the Lord and his revelation of himself. And this might be embarrassing, perplexing. It might discombobulate me at first, but he will reassure me. He will touch my lips with a burning coal and say, I have forgiven you and I will empower you. Because I have a call for all of you. Individually. Individually, he's calling our names. And he will be candid with me. Frank and honest. And just as no one knows that day or hour, I do not know when that time will come and I don't know when I might wake up one day and come to a, a meeting, jump in the shower, swing a picket ball racket, and there, out of the blue, is my burning bush. God calling my name. There, on one of those strategic days, is a vision of my Father that changes my life. There, standing before me, or beneath an oak tree, is an angel of the Lord. I want to be on my guard. I want to be alert. I want to be awake. I want to be ready. I want to be available. I want to say yes. It might be a vision. It might be a dream. I just want to be faithful, ready and willing. He will enable me. He will empower me. And not just me. His desire is to empower each and every one of us. From the youngest to the oldest. So, Lord, if you see fit to break in in my life sometime, someplace, somewhere, when I least expect it, here I am. Love to have that experience. And maybe one day I will have that Isaiah experience. But you know, most of the time, God speaks to me in the sky, the trees, the flowers, through a brother or sister. He's speaking to us all the time. If we'll listen, if we'll be on the alert, be awake. So... Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Reveal yourself to us. 
Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. To reach out and touch him. And tell him I love him. Open my ears, Lord, that I might listen. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. Amen.